guys, and welcome back to another episode of My Dog Has Fleas. Carlos is in the studio with us today. Hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? You have some puppies with you. No. Yes, I always have puppies with me. But guess guess what happened? What happened? He was a good boy. (laughs) Aren't they all? No, that's the headline. He was a good boy because the world's oldest dog is... uh, Bobby has uh, passed away at 31. I saw that. Could you imagine living your life with a dog for like, the time we have with them is never enough, but imagine 31 years. That's crazy. I know. Like, I I got Trina uh, when I was 15, and she passed away when I was 30. mm, She was a big part of my life. But 31, man, that's, that's insane. Was it a big dog? No, it was like a, um, he was like a, uh, I don't know, wait, what was he? He's like a, he's not a golden, he's like the size of a golden, or a little bit smaller, but he was chunky. Oh, a I nice saw the headline, coat. I didn't see the dog though. Yeah. I just found one. out, I don't know why are we starting off on such a sad note, but I just found <laughs> out that an Irish wolfhound that used to live in my neighborhood, he passed away last year, his name was Floyd. Oh. Yeah, but you know the the you know the bigger dogs, the giant breeds, they don't live that long. It's really sad. You no. sign up for a short life when you get them. Well, the little ones too. The 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 medium large ones, I guess, are a little bit in between. But this one, is, I think, was uh, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, he's Portuguese dog. Oh, um, all right. Because they were saying that the the fame was affecting his his health, so I can only imagine that he was getting maybe like visitors and stuff going on and. And you know, like really? headlines here and there. Well, um, yeah, they said like six months back, they were like, um, the owner said that he was the fame was taking a toll on his health. Interesting. <sighs> we can't just let things be, can we? I guess that happens to humans too, right? Like, yeah. But I didn't think that. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're not famous, Carlos? Uh, not yet. Oh my God. I I have like 300 followers, so I'm getting there. Oh no, I never want to be famous. Uh, so whoever's why? listening to this podcast, don't share it. But then, then Rue's gonna get free stuff. Amelia's gonna get free stuff. Oh, then, yeah, I see take it here. Two days ago, he was a good boy. World's oldest dog, Bobby, dies at 31. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, so sad. Because that's that's 31 years. It's like it's it's the it's the okay. It's not average anymore but that used to be average for people right so that's the 31 years of getting to know someone it's twice the length of most dogs that must feel like an empty hole and 100 right now 65 days that's a long time 31 years 165 days wow yeah 31 and a half that's crazy ah yeah sad note (laughs) he lived in rural portugal yeah. Is that a thing also? Portuguese people, well, not Portuguese, European people live a little, you know, older over there, overseas. Europeans. A little longer. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the water? Huh? I don't know. Can I take my, my dogs there. there and drink it so they can also live to 31? I'm just reading the article now. But how long you think, um, you know, not to make things even sadder, but. <laughs> We're going with this car. <laughs> Oh, what's your expectancy for Amelia? 15? 14? Uh, 
So Amelia, because I don't know. Okay, so when Trina was sick, I tried with her, right? Like I did a lot and she was a fighter. And we say this, like, but we also put our dogs in a position that like they're not able to fight. They're not able to say like, no, like some people, Mm. you know, there's like one end of the spectrum where it's like, okay, um, people don't take their dog's health. I don't want to say it's not seriously, but they, you know, you go to the vet and they give you like this, the tragic news and then people walk away and they don't, you know, look into like the palliative care and making their dogs comfortable and maybe they don't have enough money or whatever it is. But then there's me and then it's like too much. And then I think there's people that are even worse that are like way too much and like the dog needs to put to sleep like yeah you know like we have to look at quality of life so with trina um when she was 10 years old it seems like all of her health issues started right so she got an, um meningitis and i thought i was gonna lose her at that time and uh it took um it didn't take very long to heal her like as soon as they realized she had meningitis which was a you know it was an expensive um thing to treat and just to diagnose in itself but she actually um came around so when I brought her into the emergency, um, she wasn't able to walk or anything like that. And then they were like, they did an MRI and they found out, you know, that her her um, her meninges were inflamed. And they were really like, this This is a guarded prognosis. We don't know if she's going to survive. And I said, you know what? If we don't do anything, she is not going to survive. And they were even hesitant to even do the MRI because putting her to sleep with a, you know, a neurological issue could mm. potentially like, you know, there's, there's risk to it. So I said, if I don't do anything, I'm going to lose my dog. So uh, anyways... They did. They found out and they put her on chemo. And eight hours later, I came back to visit her and uh, she was she was standing up. She was strong. She was pulling. She was wagging her tail. And this is a dog who was I had to hold her head up to feed her. Um, She wasn't eating on her own anymore. So that was like number one. And then the following year, she got leptospirosis. That was just, I believe she just contracted it from our backyard. We had a skunk passing through. I think he just kind of sprayed. She must have smelt it. Um, she wasn't a dog who like licked, um, you know, water, standing water and stuff. She would only drink from her bowl. So never, you know, but anyways, however it enters through the mucous membranes, she got it. That was a whole thing. Um, and then, you know, there was nothing for a bit. And then um, when she was, I guess, 13, um, she had this massive liver tumor that had taken up a lot of her liver. Uh, we removed that. The liver regenerates, so everything was fine there. Um, and then, you know, we went for rechecks. And then the following year, uh, they were like, liver tumor is coming back. It wasn't malignant. It was uh, it was a benign tumor. But you say that, but even though it's benign, doesn't mean it can't impede and, and obstruct, you know, healthy organs and stuff like that. So um, she was... We didn't do anything for the liver. You can't really, uh, it just filters everything out. So we just kind of left it. But then they started checking other parts. And she actually had a malignant um, tumor. Like yeah. not not tumors, mm. but like, I guess they are tumors, but they were very small nodules in her bladder. And they told us, you know, what would happen when the time comes. And I said, you know, I wanted to do radiation and stuff like that. I um, They said it was a, it was a fair treatment. It was okay. It doesn't really affect the dog's. Um, and so we did radiation and, um, man, I really wish that I did not put her through that because she went downhill Mm. from there. And then I had to go and seek out like, you know, natural alternatives to kind of like add some pep to her step and just get her appetite going, you know, so, um, there's, uh, there's that where like, at some point I started to see that Amelia, uh, sorry, that Trina was 
it, it wasn't good for her anymore, right? Like, so one of the uh, treatment plans that they had offered was like, she comes in, I don't know, uh, four days a week or something for treatment. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, she can't handle this anymore. She was a great dog going into the vet and seeing them and letting them poke and prod her. But, um, you know, you could see it taking a toll on her. She had anxiety, she would shake. And I was like, as good as this dog is, like, this is not fair. So um, with Amelia, if something like that happens, unfortunately, she won't survive. Like her brain will take over her anxiety and her mm. panic. Like she's just a flighty dog. Um, so I've already kind of come to terms with should something happen and it's not something that we can remove. Um, and I most likely won't go through with treatment. And it, it's really sad. And I really like I was looking at it the other day and I was like, man, like, don't leave me, you know, like <laughs> I don't want you to die. Oh, yeah. Um, she's going to be six at the end of December and, uh, she's really, um, she's really a joy. Like as much, uh, I don't know how to like, not agony, but as much worry Uh and, you know, and as much, um, hard work I put into her, I wouldn't trade her, you know? And I, I just, I just hope she lives a healthy life and I try my best to give her as much as I can. So like one thing that I was doing you know, you go to the vet and you get like yearly checkups and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, she's not on heartworm preventatives, um, but we do go places where there are mosquitoes. And just for, you know, peace of mind, I, I know this dog does not have heartworm. Uh, the risk is very low in Ontario. Um, but should we travel down south? This is why I would I would test her. Uh, so we did travel down south and I wanted to test her for last year's, um, you know, exposure. And I was just like, it, it's such an ordeal. It's so hard for her. It's so stressful. It's even stressful for me. Like I can say I'm a trainer and I can walk in and I can help somebody else with their dog. But when it's your own, um, you know, it, it it affects you a little bit differently. Like, you know, you, you suddenly don't become the trainer. Everything, you know, falls out of your head. And yeah. um, she's it's just very stressful for her. It's stressful for me. And I just, you know, the test came back negative, which I knew was going to happen. So I, I just said, you know, going forward, just for her own health, um, her, her own mental health. I'm going to stop doing um, these kind of routine things and um, I'm just going to, you know, protect her as much as I can, give her, you know, as much um, natural things that I can to like, you know, ward off illness and, you know, just continue doing the regular, you know, physical activity, mental enrichment, give her a good quality of life here while I can. But should something happen to her, I've made the decision that now I'm. I'm um, depending on what it is and how involved it's going to be for treatment. I may not go through with it. Now I, I say that when I'm faced with it, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't want my dog to die and I'm going to do it. But I, I have to take into account that this is a dog who she doesn't do well with other people, right? Like just going into the vet alone is going to send her into a, a, a frenzy. So yeah, but I, I hope she lives long. Like I really do. And I am, I am sad. I don't know why. When Trina was three years old, I had a meltdown. I thought she was going to die. She started getting gray. And Amelia, you can see a bit of her, you know, her chin-chin hairs, her little whiskers turning white. Um, And uh, she's not slowing down by any means, but it's just in my head, right? Because you always think like, oh, there's a ticking time bomb. Like, you know, their life is coming to an end soon. Their life expectancy is yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, why don't we do this with people? (laughs) You know, we're walking around out here like we know we're going to live till like, I don't know, 90. We don't know that. Right. Like these people with the 31 year old dog, they didn't know their dog was going to live to 31 years old. Like that's a that's an amazing life, you know. Um, So, yeah, like I try not to think about it. And that's what I kind of was at with Trina, where I was like, I'm not. And I tried my I tried so hard to like outrun time. Right. I was like, 
you can't pass away. You can't die on me because we have so much more to do. <laughs> I just kept like trying to book things and, you know, make sure we had little trips and things set up for her. So when she turned 15, I took her to Florida. Uh, I rented, um, uh, I chartered a boat. We went to this private island. Uh, she swam and uh, we saw dolphins and things. And um, and then a month later, unfortunately, um, those bladder tumors, they kind of spread and they blocked her um, her urethra and she wasn't able to pee. And it looked like her bladder was probably punctured and she was retaining water. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, I think it's time, you know? I, I she, she fought long and hard and she fought enough. And I think it was just like, at some point you just have to be like, I'm, I'm going to relieve you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do you a kindness and I'm going to stop your suffering. So, well, you know what uh, the secret was for, for Bobby? What was it? Well, the, the owner, Mr. Costa, who was, um, apparently he was eight. When he got the dog. Can you believe that? He was an eight year old boy when he got the dog, um, when he was born. Um, so apparently the secret is that he lived in a calm, peaceful environment away from the city. Amelia's right on target. Did you hear her? She's uh, like, that's what I want. Calm environment away yeah, from the city where I don't have to bark. Exactly. It's the city folk out here. <laughs> and apparently he, he was born with uh, three siblings that were um, put down because they had too many, too many animals. But he, he, made, he escaped that. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Aww. Crazy. I'm going to have to look he's up that a, in detail. He's a Rafaero do Alentejo. That's oh. his breed. And they usually live 12 to 14 years old. Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. That's crazy. So, I, it's, yeah, it's isn't that the same reason why a lot of people live old as well? Low stress, little to no stress. That's it. I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to live in the bush. I'm out the there bushes. now. <laughs> That's it. Out in the bush. Uh, Me and my dog, my cat, and my bird. Yeah. Cause who, wait, who's the oldest? It's, it's Zane, right? He's Yeah, Zane is 14. Yeah, Zane's 14. Amelia from, will be six. Rue is four. Away from stress. You get enough stress from the internet, but that's not going to affect Amelia. So yeah, I know it's crazy. There's so much out there that consumes you. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't when we when we deal with clients, right? We don't we don't even think. You know, you're a reactive dog right now. Every time he's going through something that's you know hard, we don't think of it as oh, it's potentially shortening his life. But yeah, you know, it's not. It's likely not making it making it better. And you know, we also don't want to tell them, hey, we, it's not like we. We're doing resets to come back to it, but in a way, if we maybe just walked away from it, if possible, we, you know, could be yeah. So you know what so your dog stays around from actually doing that and moving into uh, a rural part of Ontario. Um, Scary it, movies. No, <sighs> listen, Ghosts? there's nobody up there to kill me. I'm fine. <laughs> um, All it, the crime happens in the city. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it. The reason is, is because Amelia has actually been doing really well with like accepting our neighbors and sitting with them and enjoying the love that they give them and walking around the block. And, you know, where I live, I have a, like I'm everything is accessible to me so I can actually take her into a forest. I'd have to drive a way out, but it's fine. Um, and then we come back. And what I was afraid of is that if I did move to a property where there was not really anyone that she would regress. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want her to. And I have a friend actually who has two dogs and they would go away for the summer. We call them Mr. and Mrs. Summer off. Um, and they would go away for like four months at a time. 
And when they come back, their dogs actually needed to kind of readjust to city life. And I was like, well, why not? Right? Like, why wouldn't they? Like, they're not any different than people. Um, But that's the reason. The main reason why I haven't actually moved to a rural property is that I feel as though Amelia will regress and she's been doing really well. And my worry is I have so many worries. Like, I'm not healthy in my brain. I worry, like, if I move too far away and say, like, she's really sick and we have to go to the... the, um, uh, Ontario Veterinary College in Guelph, I can't, I have to be close. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not close by, but I'm an hour out. And I like that. I'm an hour from OVC. I'm like 40 minutes from Mississauga Oakville emergency, like you know, so it's like, I'm, I'm pretty close to the things. And these are the things that I think about when I'm moving It's like, how's my dog? Well, think, think of this too, because on uh, life.com, there's an article about, um, I was trying to figure out if, you know, is this a thing with where it's just this one dog that lived absurdly long that happens to not live in the city? But apparently there's this doctor, James Kinney, that says that on average uh, dogs in the city live two to three years longer than country dogs. So it's really? surprising. Yeah. So I've never so even thought of really looking at this. Longer. Long, two, long, two, three years oh. longer. And I, I, I'd have to read into this more so, to really find out why. But I mean... Yeah. I think with life expectancy, when we look at it as well... so. With human beings, well, in in Canada, at least, our healthcare is free, right? So you get sick, you go, you do not have to worry about paying your bills. Um, it's yeah. taken care of. With animals, it comes down to the human, right? So a lot of times, like if we had looked back at Trina and at 10 years old and she had meningitis and say, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go through with this. It's really expensive. That would have been her life expectancy. She would have ended it at 10. And that would have been a, a human decision that affected like so she actually lived to 15 she lived you know and so I wonder how much of like when we talk about um you know life expectancy for animals uh how much of it is influenced by the human and like what's going on in their lives but that's mm. the, that's the thing too because I know a lot of dogs in Toronto where they are surrounded by all of that but that kind of becomes also what they develop strength towards like they they mm. learn to to oh they're so adaptable they learn to thrive, but they mm-hmm. also have, because it's a city, they also have a lot of, like you're saying, also medical options, but also daycares or parks with a lot of dogs. Because these dogs that are away from everything, they're probably also away from social outlets. Um, yeah. And like you're saying, Amelia could probably, yeah, uh, regress where, you know, she's not stressed. But whenever something does happen, she can't really deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, but it's interesting to see. And I'm sure there's other articles that will probably say opposite, but I've never really thought of this because there's people who whom I've said, your dog probably needs to live in a quieter building just as an easier way for him to manage things if possible. But I've never thought also, hey, if he was in a quieter building, he'd probably live a little longer than, than one that stresses him out all the time because of noise yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I I feel as though city dogs, though, they are so well adapted. Like the noise, the hustle, the bustle, like, you know, this from working with me, whenever we try to get together and do something outside, I don't do any work. I'm overstimulated. I'm like, okay, I'm going to people watch. I'm going to set up my TV. I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to turn around the chair. And you're like, Rihanna, are you doing your work? No. (laughs) So the dog. I need the noise. You, yeah. So you do well in that environment. Me, not so much. I am like, I'm all over the place, you know? Um, And it's like, yeah, but I find like whenever I go downtown, which is not often. Um, or if I'm on the TTC, you should catch me on the TTC. It's hilarious. Um, but uh, whenever I go there, it's like, 
I, I just look at the dogs and I'm like, man, you guys are so good. Like you guys just walk. I don't see that many food. reactive dogs. Exactly. I think the, the, the ratio is, is higher around here where it's yes, still city, but suburbs. not as much. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah. I know it's, it's, and I don't know what it is, but they are so well socialized, like in every like, aspect, you know, they don't seem like they're necessarily, Oh, there's so much going on. I'm just going to shut down. They seem like it's, it's, it's what they're used to. Yeah. It's like, they're not tolerating it. They're not bothered by it. Like they're no. just, it's just the uh, like white noise to them. They're just like, oh, just another yeah. day in the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I mean, again, so yes, they have those, um, those outlets to, they, they see dogs every day. Yeah. Like they, they interact with dogs, with people and, and there's more. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to go to a few of them. There's some doggy cafe places. So it's, it's becoming more and more dog friendly. Yeah. Um, so that can't hurt. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I like, um, the city dogs are better than me. <laughs> yeah. Secret life of city dogs. They should do a movie. Yeah. Well, they I'm did. Kidding. The secret life of pets. They're all in the city walking around from skyscraper to skyscraper. Like I think I've seen that movie. Yeah. There's and there's a shelter there's... dog in there, right? It comes from the pound. Yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken. So. I think so. I don't oh know God, if it's the main the main cast. I think she, it's just a, a new pup she got. But there's a few there's a few like uh yeah, um pets, not just dogs, but a few like street pets. But you know, I guess they adapt to all right, guys. Well, I hope you liked our sad beginning to a wonderful end <laughs> <laughs> podcast today. We'll catch you at the next one. Until then, happy trading. Bye-bye.